Good morning and welcome to GC365. We are on day 260. I'm Pastor Mariah. I'm the kids pastor at our Lake Stevens campus. And I have my friend Andrew with us. Hello. <laughs> Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Okay. Um, Andrew's going to share with us. Would you have any cool uh, talents, Andrew? Um, I'm kind of good at ping pong. Ping pong, like as good as you think, like the, you could be in the Olympics? No, not yet. Oh, <laughs> you couldn't do that? Okay. Okay. Well, let's see. Andrew, what is the coolest fact you know? Um, that if you watch the Olympic ping pong players, you can figure out more than just figuring it out on your own or get a VR and play it on there. So you're saying watching it is better than actually playing it? <laughs> no, watching it is better than just figuring it out for yourself. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. And Andrew, I just want to warm up. Let's just warm up this morning. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to do what my dad does and help people manage their money. Help people manage their money. Well, your dad is really good at his job. So like that would be cool. Learn everything you know from him. He yeah. is like the Olympics of money financing, financial moneying. What is it called? Financial moneying? What does he do? I don't know. Finan <laughs> finances? He's like the Olympic. He's like the gold medal winner of all of these things, right? So yeah. just like in table tennis or ping pong, which isn't that the same thing, table tennis and ping pong? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's the same thing. Just watch your dad. You don't need to do it yourself. Just watch him. You'll learn more. Um, that I can't understand very well yet. I need, <laughs> you need a few more years yeah. to understand all the money stuff. All right. Well, we're going to dive in today. We have a lot of verses in Isaiah. September is chocked full of Isaiah verses. Um, so we have a lot of Isaiah, you know, uh, Isaiah's a bunch of doom and gloom. He's a prophet, which is great because it means that he talks to God, but it's not so great because it means he walks around telling people what they've done wrong and um, telling people how angry God is for not following them. So like, do you, I, I just don't understand. It just doesn't sound like a fun job. It doesn't. I wouldn't want to do it. You, you're just walking around telling people what they're doing wrong. <laughs> how would you like it? Like no one would like it if someone walked up to you and told you you're failing at life. You're not doing what <laughs> God has told you. No one likes it. Yeah, You would not be a very well liked person. Do you think that that's probably why, like, the kings and the rulers of Isaiah didn't listen to him? Because they were like, listen, who do you think you are telling me what I'm doing wrong? Yeah. Do you think that's probably what was happening? Yeah. They were not interested in hearing what he had to say. They just kept doing whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, most of the time today we're going to be talking about Galatians because Galatians was so chocked full of some goodies. We loved the um, section of verses in Galatians. So, but I want to first start because in order for us to fully understand the section of verses that we read in Isaiah, I mean, sorry, Galatians, we need to kind of talk about the law. So the law was given to Moses. And so we see the law, most of the rules of the law were found in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. And um, that's stuff we normally glaze over because it's full of boring stuff or weird, silly laws that we don't understand. But in order to understand how important it is that we don't have to uphold the law. We kind of need to understand what the law was. So we kind of talked about some fun um, laws that we found in the Old Testament that we wanted to share because we thought they were pretty silly. So Andrew, what are the funniest laws that you, or the weirdest laws that you found when you were doing this? Well, you have to sacrifice an animal, which does, which didn't do anything to you. And you have to put some body parts, some places, burn <laughs> A body part here. 
go, and all that kind of stuff. And it pleases God. Yeah, it pleases God. But more importantly, like, so here's the thing that we were kind of talking about is like, here you are, you're spilling the blood and you have this weird animal stuff everywhere. Like, it's probably smell. stank. Yeah, it's right. It smell good. But it said it was a pleasing aroma to God. Is that that would not be a pleasing aroma to anybody. I don't think so. <laughs> Some of the other ones we found is that when you're um, planting fruit bearing trees for the first three years, the um, fruit was forbidden for the fourth year. All of the crops went to God. And so you couldn't actually eat any of the fruit from your fruit bearing trees till the fifth year, which is like so you're wasting five years before you can actually eat the apples from your tree. You need to plant a whole bunch of them for it to actually be worth it. Truth. Another one is that you weren't allowed to eat bats, which I don't know. It's like my favorite pastime. <laughs> Your face. Okay, fine. Why? You can't eat bats. I'm just kidding. You can't, you can't eat bats. Um, and then there was another one. You can't eat winged insects that walk around the ground. But which ones could you eat? You can eat like sink. Things like grasshoppers with joints and they can jump around. So like you But can, you can't eat cockroaches. Yeah. So you can't eat winged insects that just fly, but you could eat winged inse- insects that have joints so that they can hop. It doesn't under I don't I don't get it. And then the last one that we thought was kind of cool is that you can't wear clothes with two types of thread. And which, I'm lucky because I have two types of thread in my clothes and I'm not being punished. That's right. You so would I'm be lucky cursed. to be in the New Testament. <laughs> You're lucky to be in the New Testament. That's right. So Paul talks a lot about Abraham in this um, set of verses in Galatians because he's referencing the promise that God gives to Abraham. Andrew, what are the promises? What are some of the promises that God has given to Abraham? Land, descendants, blessing, and redemption. Love that. He also talks about how God gives Abraham this promise of faith being what connects him to God and not uphearing the law. So we don't have to worry upholding the law. We don't have to worry about Abraham doesn't have to worry about following all of the laws and regulations to a T. He only has to worry about having faith. And the Bible actually says that Abraham has like the most faith of everyone ever. So Paul's reminding us that it takes faith to bring us close to God instead of obedience to the law. If it was only upholding the law, then we would automatically curse, be cursed. And he references this, this verse in Deuteronomy when we're reading this set of Galatians and it basically says cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commands written in God's book of the law. Abraham has talked about a lot because he was the ultimate. He was the most faithful ever. And even he couldn't uphold all the laws. Can you imagine like if Abraham, the most like bomb guy in the whole Bible besides Jesus can't uphold all of the law, what we're, we're going to fail. I mean, there's no way we can do it. No, there's not. If Abraham can't do it. Why would that even be a thing? Why would if that even the be most a... faithful person on the entire planet can't even do it? If he can't do it, then why? Yeah, why would we do it? And the Bible says that Abraham was the most faithful, but God made it very clear to him. You don't have to uphold all the laws. You just have to be faithful and you'll be close to us. And so we just have that promise that we don't have to worry about upholding all the laws now. Yay! <laughs> Love that. The first half of this um, Galatians chapter three is talking about how cursed we are because we don't follow the laws, because we don't put this type of meat on this altar and this type of meat on another, because we don't eat winged insects with joints only, whatever. Because we don't do all these things, we are automatically cursed. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel like it's that God didn't want the best of us back then. Yeah. It, It also means that he just, yeah, I mean, I think you're right that it feels kind of like, oh, how am I supposed to make God happy if I can't do all of the things? 
it's pretty discouraging. But then we talk about the second half where Paul gets into why we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, we talk about how when we try to get close, I, I think it's like when we try to get close to the law, close to God by upholding the law first, it's kind of like deciding to build a house and building the roof first before you build the rest of the house. Would you ever do that? No. No, you wouldn't build a house with the roof first and Especially then the walls second. Especially if it's back then without 10 cranes lifting the That's roof very up true. onto the house. So you'd be like lifting it and building under it and lifting it and building under it. Basically what we're saying is it's backwards to think that you can get close to God by uphearing the law and by sticking to every single law. Um, we start to see how much Paul talks about how amazing it is what Christ has done for us, that he's rescued us from this curse that we're automatically under because we did not uphold all of the law. And that um, he gives us access to what God promised Abraham, and that's the Holy Spirit. And that's the comfort of being close to God with or without laws. Now, because we don't have to uphold every single law, because accomplishing the law completely without messing up, because that's not important anymore, do you think that the law is important at all? No, not anymore. You don't think the law is important at all? It, it is a little. Okay, why, was it, why would you think the law is important a little bit? Because you, God still wants you to believe in him. He still wants you to listen to your parents and all that stuff. And he did. And yeah. <laughs> you, okay, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a hard question My here. Part. What do you think the goal of the law, of all of these laws? Look at like the Ten Commandments. You know, we know the Ten Commandments, right? Mm -hmm. Why do we have the Ten Commandments if it's not important, if only following Jesus is important? What do the Ten Commandments do? I'm really making you think here. Do you know? No. Okay, here, I'm going to tell you. All of these laws basically show us where we're not good enough. Because if God shows us, here are the areas you're not good enough, then it means that we rely on him, right? So if I'm not really good at being honest... I'm not saying that's where I'm falling. It's not, it's not something I'm really good at being honest, but like, let's say I wasn't, or let's say that I was really envious all the time, or let's say that I always wanted to steal from my neighbor or whatever. If I had all these problems and the law basically says, Hey, Mariah, here's where you're not good enough. And you want to know something? God is fully good. And so you don't have to worry about not being good enough because it means you actually need God. So showing us the law shows us where we fall short and shows us where God can come in and supplement and boost us up to be perfect. Pretty great, right? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anything else you I want to add? I think I'm just going to agree with everything I mean, you say. Listen, I'm really smart. <laughs> Who wouldn't do that? All right. We hope that you love this set of um, verses that we read today, 260, and we will see you tomorrow morning. Have a good day. Bye.